On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Fred Smooth. This is Landon Collins. Hi, I'm Ryan Kerrigan. This is the Redskins Talk Podcast with J.P. Finley. What up, everybody? J.P. Finley, Redskins Talk Podcast. We are very excited to come back. Our guy, let's start here. Our guy, Mitch Tischler, won't be on the podcast tonight. He is celebrating Passover with his family, and we wish them a happy, happy Passover. I hope they're having a lovely evening, and the celebration goes great. Pete Haley is here. Peter, what's up, dude? Yeah, I just saw Mitch post on Instagram. He's doing a Zoom sesh with his family, and you and I are Zooming, and we're kind of family, so everybody's Zooming with their family. Wow. I didn't even think about that it's a Zoom Passover for him. Yeah, because he, yeah, he said, I'm going to eat dinner with my family. I'm like, how is I, that going to happen? I didn't even think about sense. that. Yeah. Speaking of family, we want to thank the good folks, Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them, want you to do the exact same thing. Uh, go check out Oarsman Ford Lincoln of Alexandria. We had an awesome uh live podcast there what feels like 10 years ago um, yeah. but I think it was only six weeks ago or something I think Shanahan was the head coach when we did that <laughs> I think it was uh Richie Pettibone yeah you're right <laughs> uh plenty to talk about though um let's let's dive in Ron Rivera held a presser I don't know if we call it a presser he held a video conference call this week Pete and I were both there what stood out to you most Pete so <laughs> I think there are some things that stood out most, his thoughts on trading back, which I'm sure you'll get to, and then kind of touching on Kyle Allen. But I think one of the more valuable things was getting to the bottom of his free agency approach. And it wasn't necessarily designed to play out like it was. He confirmed that the Redskins wanted Amari Cooper so badly, they were going to pay a substantial amount of money for a bunch of reasons, but it didn't come to fruition. So I think fans who are questioning why they've been sitting back know that there is a different plan A. It just didn't pan out. And then they kind of veered and they're doing this model where he says he's trying to identify guys who are on the cusp of being starters. There's a lot of short-term deals, which everyone's noticed. And he said, that's going to bring competition. He loves that guys are betting on themselves to succeed. And he's going to figure out who deserves extensions and who needs to be booted after a year. And I think just it further cemented that this is a long-term thing. And Ron is looking at 2020 as the first step in a journey, as opposed to we need to eke out nine wins and be the seventh team to make the playoffs. Ron is building this properly and it's going to be a refreshing approach. And I just really liked and got excited to hear Ron explain things because he's so smart and it was just refreshing. It wasn't Bruce Allen being coy. It was Ron Rivera walking us through things and being upfront and honest. Well, and I thought you saw the honesty when he talked about Amari Cooper and was like, yeah, "Yeah, man, we wanted him. We didn't get him. 
it stings a little bit, you know, and, and he was honest about that. And I found that refreshing. Um, I totally agree that he is setting the table for a longer rebuild. You know, he's talked about two or three years in Carolina and three or four years in the military is what it takes to fix culture, cultural problems, all those sorts of things. And I don't think any of that's an accident. But he tries to have his cake a little bit, too. He's like, but it better happen soon. And we need the fans there. And, like, that's his job. Like, he has to want it all to happen right away. I mean, that's life in the NFL is expecting to win. There's no there's no gimmies. You know what I mean? There's no September call-ups. There's none of that stuff. It's a different sport. But I agree with that. You mentioned the free agent philosophy. He brought up Mike Mitchell. I thought Mike Mitchell, he compared to what he wants Sean Davis to become. I meant to do this earlier. This is going to be a major interview podcast. We talked to Peter King uh, from NBC. We talked to Scott Hansen from NFL Network. And then we talked to Sean Davis. And Pete, I don't know if you're with me. We've had a lot of really good interviews in this strange quarantine time. Uh, it, it's kind of weird. I feel like we're getting more interviews now than we would normally. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Well, I think it's because Zoom is our laptops. We don't need to reserve the studio or anything, so we can kind of spearhead it this time That's around. That's true. That might be it. But the Sean Davis interview, I'm not sure it's our best interview so far because talking to Peter King, talking to Kendall Fuller right after he signed his contract, we also have a major, major, major interview coming your <laughs> way. Um, but I, I, the Sean Davis interview was the most fun I think we've had. Yeah, it may not be as high on the juice scale as the guys you mentioned, but it was long. He was really laid back. He was like entertaining and laughing. He showed us his credit card at one point. You'll hear right. why he did that. I mean, he was really, really fun and at times also really honest about his evolution as a player. So I think fans will really like that and will convert some more people to Sean Davis uh, fans after that. I agree. Game. And hopefully everybody that's been asking, uh, Mitch has been posting these on the NBC Sports Washington YouTube and hopefully Mitch will edit out Sean Davis's credit card on the NBC Sports Washington YouTube. <laughs> I think – so Ron didn't say it on the call with us, with the locals. He, he had a comment with the national call where he basically was like, listen, if training camp gets screwed up and we only practice for two weeks and then games start, Kyle Allen's going to be the guy. And I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, it's not a surprise. We've kind of all been hedging our bet for that. Like that's the caveat where Kyle is the starter, but it was interesting to hear Ron kind of say it. Yeah, it definitely was interesting, but also to your point, it's still a pretty big caveat. It's still a pretty big what if, and it's not groundbreaking. Of course, the guy who's played in the offense will have the advantage if it's a rush situation, but I still am in the camp of unless it's a totally hectic they get clear and they have to play in like two weeks, then sure, it's Kyle. But I think with all the stuff about Ron looking towards the long term, see what you have in Dwayne. And if you give Dwayne 2020, then maybe Dwayne can give you 2021 through 2027. Or you know he's not someone to build around, you can draft someone. Because Kyle hear- Allen is a good fifth rounder, a good backup, and maybe a good spot starter. But I don't know if anyone's expecting Kyle Allen to use this year to really vault himself into the top 10 of quarterbacks, while Dwayne maybe has the potential to do so. Did you hear Sean Springs on Kevin Sheehan earlier this week? We might have to dig, see if we can get Springs or something. It was pretty interesting. But he said his line, and I meant to blog this, was like he basically told Dwayne, he's like, don't worry about Kyle Allen. You need to worry about balling out in 2020. Otherwise, you're worrying about Trevor Lawrence in 2021. And and to me, like – that makes the most sense. Like, this is Dwayne's chance. Like, go get it. Like, you talked about the guys on one-year deals. People didn't know me well, like, like how I approach life. And I, I think 
maybe you've bought into this a little bit, Pete. Like when you have opportunities, like go kick the effing door down. Like don't, don't give anybody the chance to tell you no. Make them say yes. And, and that's what Dwayne has. And you hope he's ready to take advantage of it. Yeah. Number one, I'm surprised you didn't blog it. You haven't been blogging much during this outbreak. So it's <laughs> weird that you let one slip. And yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Dwayne has that mentality. I'm hoping he's not not freaking out, but I'm hoping he's not really paying much attention. He should use Kyle Allen as a resource, use him as a nice young passer who can help him in ways, but I don't think he should be looking over his shoulder. I think he should be looking straight ahead and really be excited for this opportunity to lead one of the NFL's 32 franchises for hopefully a long time. All right, before we go to Peter King, and you're going to want to listen to him because he drops juicy nuggets on Trent Williams, and he's legitimately like the most plugged in – I mean. Schefter, right? But Schefter has a different purpose. Like Peter King is is plugged in to have like dinner with people and understand them on a more human level than like the transactional level, if that makes sense. But Peter King's fantastic. He's coming next. Uh, then Scott Hansen. Check out uh, NFL Red Zone is live all the time now. And uh, especially if you're a Skins fan, you probably avoided it. So it might be fun to rewatch now when there's nothing else to watch. <laughs> and then the Sean Davis interview. But Pete, here's what we're going to do because I need people to know that all the Oarsman Automotive of Virginia stores are open. We're just going to say Oarsman Automotive of Virginia back and forth to one another four times. So ready? Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. I'm going to try to say it like a lady this time. <laughs> Oarsman no. Automotive of Virginia. I'm going to say it as fast as I possibly can. Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. All right, good. That was four times. Um, <laughs> Wanted everybody to know that they're open. Uh, the the kind of my last – so I, I, I posted this tweet after it and, like, kind of did maybe more than I expected. Maybe I would have given it more thought. Um, <laughs> my three takeaways from Ron were that it's Haskins' team barring a training camp – barring a coronavirus decision. Right. And that could easily happen, man. We're living in crazy times and we don't know anything. But – if that doesn't happen, Dwayne is the starter and he gets the chance to start. Number two is that Chase Young is the pick. Number three is that they're not going to chase bad free agents just to try to get a sixth or seventh win in 2020, which I think you kind of brought up to start, like the free agent process and the protocol. Um, specific to Chase Young, did you get the same vibe? Yeah, and I thought the comment of – when, because he was asked at the end, what are you thinking about with the draft? And I kind of rolled my eyes. I'm like, Ron's not going to tell us anything. He's not going to explain his draft thoughts. But then he went in pretty deep on his idea of why he would trade down. And the one line that was the best, I thought, was, did you acquire value or did you just acquire a lot of picks? And I thought that was really well said. And it yep. speaks to, like, I've said this for a while, when you're picking at number two, even dropping back to five and 18, that looks good. Yeah, you got multiple first-rounders, but picking at two is such a rare chance. And even the drop-off from two to five could be an all-pro versus a multi-time pro bowler. So I think Ron is honing in on Chase Young, has been for quite some time. Maybe tried to drum up some interest with Tua at the Combine, but I think him and Jack Del Rio really like what they have on defense. I think the scheme switch is going to help. think that using these players a lot better is going to help and think that adding Chase Young will make them pretty reputable and help them kind of ascend quicker than many expect on the outside almost completely agree with you I wouldn't say they really like what they have on defense I think they might kind of like what they have on defense yeah maybe really like up front and then are 
getting there ish on the back end and then linebackers, but yeah. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to Peter King, then Scott Hanson, then Sean Davis. And if you want, it's going to be a while from now, you're going to come back to Pete and I for a, a brief wrap up on something. Here comes PK. He's the best. Listen up. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to our Mock Draft Monday. We are always honored to have the best football writer out there, Peter King, join our show. Peter, thank you so much for taking the time. I hope you and your family are staying safe and healthy in these crazy times. I, I'd like to start with, I don't know that we've, we've heard from you since the Redskins traded for Kyle Allen and kind of what you make of the whole scenario, Wayne Haskins and Kyle Allen for the 2020 season. Well, JP, I think, I think it's pretty simple, really. You know, nobody really knows what's going to happen in the next four or five months. I mean, basically, opening night in the NFL is scheduled for five months from Friday. And look, there's not going to be an off-season program. Who knows what, I mean, other than a virtual one. And there's going to be some major effect, I believe, on training camp. So if you're Ron Rivera, you know, you want a guy who you know can walk in day one if you have to face the New York Giants on, you know, September 13th. You want a guy who knows everything about Scott Turner's offense and who is well-versed in everything he's going to have to do. And for the cost of a fifth-round draft choice, it was a very, very smart trade. You know, for the cost of a fifth-round pick, basically they got a guy who started for a year in that offense. So I believe that, you know, that it, it's, it's likely. It's not certain, certainly, but I believe the way this year is moving that it's pretty likely that that opening day on quarter, at quarterback for Washington, you know, is not going to be Dwayne Haskins. And honestly, it's not because it, it'll, it won't reflect really a lot on Haskins himself. It'll just reflect on the times that we're living in. Uh, just if I had a gut feeling right now, September 13, 1 o'clock, wherever it's going to be, if the game is played, uh, I would bet that the quarterback would be Kyle Allen. It's it's so crazy because, to your point, nobody knows how this is all going to shake out. But if you just look at it logically, that all adds up. Because what else – this guy – Kyle Allen knows the system backward and forward. Dwayne Haskins has never seen it. And in all the conversations you've had with folks with the Redskins and, and maybe elsewhere around the NFL, 
how do you think Dwayne Haskins is going to handle that? Or, or could that impede his progress for his career to go into a second season where nothing is, is certain? Look, nothing is certain about anything in our lives. You know, I live in Brooklyn, New York. I live a mile away from a hospital where every day they bring 15 or so people out of the hospital uh, and put them on a semi-trailer in a semi-trailer uh, because, you know, there's just no room to hold them at the mortuary. And, and I don't mean to get real, but, you know, I think we have to, I, it just, just my feeling. When I hear NFL general managers, you know, getting really nervous about, well, geez, it's my internet going down on, on uh, you know, on draft night, draft weekend, you know, pick up your cell phone. No, I, I can't. I can't get all too excited. And so, look. Obviously, it's not an ideal situation for Dwayne Haskins. But if if you can't in this particular situation, if you can't adapt and adjust, then I would really question whether you're the guy for this job for the long haul. You know, if you either make a big deal out of it or whine about it, uh, I, I would really question your value to this team. And again, I have no idea what's going to happen. None of us know. It could be, hey, if they have a full training camp, you know, they could go head to head and Dwayne Haskins could well beat them out. So that could happen. But if you ask me to put five bucks right now in Vegas on the Washington starting quarterback opening day, I'll take Kyle Allen. Yep. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. The one thing we do know is going to happen is the NFL draft. It, it's just, it's around the corner at this point. The Redskins sit there with the number two overall pick. It doesn't seem like any of the crazy quarterback scenarios are going to unfold. Everybody that I've talked to says it's Chase Young for the Redskins at number two. Peter, I'm curious if, if you've heard the same or, or what do you think will happen for the Skins on draft night? All I can go by is 36 years of covering the NFL. and. I've seen a lot of people say a lot of things before drafts and the vast majority of them are said with a purpose. And when Ron Rivera and, and everybody in the organization was talking about, we're looking into two, we're looking into all the quarterbacks, everything. Uh, I just said, that's a smart thing of them to do because now maybe a place like Miami would get so nervous that they might take a quarterback that they could get a ransom to move from five to two. And then Washington will still get a great player at number five. But, but, but be that as it may, I just think it is folly to think that Washington having used a mid first round pick last year on a quarterback would uh, use the second pick in a draft on a quarterback this year, rendering the mid first round pick from a year ago, uh, dead man walking. It makes absolutely totally no sense. And there was an exclamation put on that when they traded for Kyle Allen. Washington is not taking a quarterback. There's no sense in even smoke screening that they would take a quarterback anymore. And I don't even hear it anymore. If I were them, uh, this has, they have a chance to get a generational pass rusher. There's four positions in football quarterback, tackle, pass rusher, and corner that are the most important positions on the field. You put them in whatever order you want. I'd probably have corner number two. But you put them in whatever order you want, and my feeling is if you have a chance to get one of those, 
especially when you need one. And can you imagine, you know, the embarrassment of riches, at least temporarily, they would have, you know, by taking Chase Young? They would be a feared defensive front, in my opinion, if they take Chase Young. And look, the NFC East is not necessarily, you know, got Brady, Manning, and Breeze in it. But it's a pretty good quarterback division, assuming that Daniel Jones turns out to be pretty good. And so you're going to want to have a good pass rush for the next three or four or five years. And taking Chase Young would do that for you. Certainly would. We can be quick on this one. What do you think is going to happen with Trent Williams? Maybe day two of the draft, they get something done? I would be surprised if they weren't able to trade, trade him. Um, I mean, I would, I'd really watch the Jets. It just makes so much sense with the Jets. Um, not that they're the only team. You know, I would wa- I'd, honestly, I'd watch Seattle, too. You know, Seattle is forever in search of, you know, an offensive line fix. And, and so I, I still think he'll go. He should be able to get, uh, I'd say, a mid to low two or a very high three. Uh, that would be my expectation that that would happen. All right, and this is my last one. I thought this was pretty interesting. Ron Rivera talked with me and some other local reporters, was asked about his relationship with Dan Snyder, said that Dan, that he and Dan talk almost every day or every other day, and that Dan just wants to be kept in the loop and, and kind of saying that maybe under Bruce Allen regime, Dan was, was a little more removed from things. How do you think that's going to go? Because like you said, you've been covering this league and, and understanding how things work for a long time. If the team wins, it'll go great. And, <laughs> you know, if they're two and five in late October, Dan Snyder will probably get restless. But again, I applaud Dan Snyder. And again, I, as a person, a football historian and all that, I really like Bruce Allen. I value um, a lot of his contributions to football. But he just absolutely had to go. And it was two or three years past time. And, you know, I applaud finally, even though it was late, I applaud Dan Snyder for basically firing a friend of his. But again, to my way of thinking, Dan Snyder does not want to be waking up every morning with a sick feeling in the pit of his stomach and having and feeling basically like I got to do something to help my team. He wants to hand it off to people who he trusts and he respects. And, and look, Ron Rivera, who is the ultimate team guy, he's going to support everybody in his organization. And he will be that way with Dan Snyder. He will be a supportive, communicative guy. But I, it's just all going to come down to winning. Obviously, at some point in the next two years, uh, Ron Rivera is going to have to win. Uh, Kyle Smith's going to have to win. That's, that's just the way this game is, uh, and the way until very recently with the long leash that Bruce Allen had, that's the way Dan Snyder's operated his franchise. Winning cures all. Uh, Peter, thank you so much for your time. Please, best wishes to you and your family. Stay safe, and maybe we'll catch you after the draft. Thanks again. Sounds good, JP. Thank you. Big, big, big pleasure to welcome Mr. Scott Hansen for the first time ever on the Redskins Talk podcast. Scott, when I'm a fan of somebody, I don't hide it. The work you do on the Red Zone channel is incredible. I don't know how you can stay that laser focused for that long every Sunday, but it is legitimately the single best football-related invention 
at least since the yellow line marker for first downs. <laughs> and it's so cool that you guys are going to be, you know, rerunning the whole 2019 season. Tell us what's going on with the red zone stuff. Yeah, so uh, good to be with you, JP. Thank you for the, the kind words. I appreciate it. Kind of bittersweet to be joining you amidst this, you know, global circumstance. But nonetheless, we still want to serve fans who are sheltered in place at home. So the NFL has decided to do NFL Red Zone Replay. We are taking the entire 2019 season, all 17 weeks of NFL Red Zone, and we are replaying them once a day or one week a day, every day, for 17 days leading up to the draft. And so today it begins, and we are in the middle of uh, week one. We'll play week one, the seven-hour chunk of NFL Red Zone, three times, I think it is, each day in a 24-hour window, and then move on to the next week. It's going to be fascinating for fans because even if you already know the outcomes, I guarantee you there are moments or performances or outcomes that you were like, you forgot about. And you're like, oh, yeah, that was what it was like when uh, oh. Daniel Jones debuted for the Giants down in, in Tampa Bay. Or, oh, yeah, that's the game where Michael Thomas had 15 catches and, and was on his way to break the record. Or, oh, yeah, that's what it looked like this. So it should be pretty fun for the fans. I think it's going to be so cool. And just for me personally, because my life is so Redskins oriented that yeah. I don't get to sit. I love when the Skins have a bye week or a Monday night game or something. I love having a Sunday to watch Red Zone. So I, I'm going to consume all of it. Um, I did want to ask you, and, and obviously the coronavirus is impacting everything, right? Everything that's happening across the world. And, and I want to ask you about that. But let's, let's d dive in on the Skins a little bit. You probably didn't see much of them in 2019 because they didn't get in the red zone very often. Just oh, oh their, de their defense was in the red zone several times, actually. <laughs> That's a very good point. That's a unfortunately very good point. Um, yeah. But few people watch as much football as you. It's become a very hot topic here locally in the DMV about Dwayne Haskins. And I'm just curious, you watch – Every NFL quarterback, every week, you know where the, where the good is, where the great is, where the bad is. And, and I'm curious what you think Haskins is and what he can be. Yeah. Uh, look, I'll shoot straight with you, JP. I, I think there are more questions about him after his rookie season than maybe any of the other highly drafted rookie quarterbacks. And that is why Tua Tungabailoa is in the conversation at number two with Washington's pick. Uh, I still think the Skins will end up going Chase Young at two, but I, I got to think that there is, there, there is, or at least was, temptation to say, we don't necessarily know if we have our franchise quarterback. And that's, that's, that's a heck of a, a tough indictment after one year of a guy playing. But what you see, and you'll see this on NFL Red Zone too, uh, you, you, you'll see you expect you don't expect great wins and losses out of a rookie quarterback but you and you don't even expect 400 yard four touchdown passing games necessarily what you do expect is throws moments instincts displayed drives that a quarterback a rookie quarterback takes on where you're like that's it that's that's it right there why this guy was drafted in the first round, why they could give the keys to the franchise to this guy, and you can build off of that in years to come. Those moments were, were fewer for Dwayne Haskins than they were Kyler Murray 
or Daniel Jones were the other quarterbacks that were drafted to be franchise quarterbacks. Not saying it's over with, not saying it's done with. It sounds like Ron Rivera wants to go forward at least for one more season with Dwayne, but there is a lot to prove in year two for Haskins. Absolutely. And you named the high ranked, the higher drafted guys in Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray. Gardner Minshew looked better than there you him. Go. Yep. I mean, it's uh I, I think last year was a really, really bad situation for Dwayne. And I think this year was heading towards a better situation, but then you had coronavirus shutting down all offseason work and the skins traded for Kyle Allen. Yep. What do you think? Kyle Allen's familiarity with Ron, with, with Scott Turner, the offense coordinator. What do you make of Kyle Allen's game? Because it was it was the tale of two cities. He started <laughs> high and ended very bad. Look, at, there was a time that we were saying – now, we ultimately are saying bye-bye Cam in Carolina. But there was a time that we were saying that in the middle of the season based on Kyle Allen's play, right. not based right. on, you know what, Cam can't get his body right, he costs too much money, or maybe there's a little bit of drama with him, whatever – the situation is now we were saying that because Kyle Allen looked like he was going to be a flamethrower. It's like, what, what really? And then boy hit the cliff and, and, and fell off, had a couple of moments in the back half of the season, but not a lot to the point where Carolina's saying, okay, we're going shopping for a new quarterback. And then they got their guy. I think it's familiarity, as you said, with the coaching staff that gives them, gives them, a chance if I think Dwayne will be the starter week one. I think they want to go forward with Dwayne as far as they can go. But if and when the speed bumps come, I think Kyle will 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 be able to take over and maybe get a couple of wins for the team. And if that has to happen during the season, then Dwayne Haskins is probably two and done in DC, which is which is sad, but this is a win now league. Um so yeah, I, I, I look at I think the skin should be building with Geis, McLaurin, you've got pieces to a potentially really good offense. We need to see growth. And second year is the biggest leap for an NFL quarterback. We all know that Haskins has got to step up. Meanwhile, assuming it is Chase Young, woo, that defensive front next year, that defensive front next year, look out if you're Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott, the other quarterbacks that the Skins are going to face. They could be really nice. Yeah, I mean, because people forget they did also draft Montez Sweat in the first round last year. There you go. And Bill Ryan Kerrigan, really good horses in the middle of that defensive line. Um, I know you are swamped. Is there you, – you mentioned Chase Young a couple times. I, I think anybody you talk to around the league talks about what an elite defensive prospect he is. Is there a scenario out there that if you were the Skins, you would trade down? Yes. If Miami comes and says – here, I got a big book right here. Here, here's our next six drafts right, and, sure. and, and have at it. I mean, the, the Dolphins have enough capital to be able to jump up to that two spot. They're at five. They have enough capital to get up to two. But if I'm washing, Washington, I hold them, I hold them like to the fire to say we need multiple first-round picks in return. We need a couple of twos and threes sprinkled in there because Miami would come up for one reason and one reason only, and that's Tua Tungo-Vailoa. And if you, if you think that he's the franchise quarterback, some people think he's better than Burrow if he's healthy, then, then Miami would – but that's about the only reason. That's about the only reason I could see them because you just don't – because if you trade down – it's not like you're swapping two and three with the Lions. If you trade down, you are saying goodbye to Chase Young. And that could haunt the franchise for a while, even if they did get a couple of other 
first round draft picks. But I think Miami and Washington should have the phone lines open on draft night. And that's about the only situation I could see them moving. Otherwise, I think it's going to be Chase Young or possibly still a shocker. And maybe they still go Tunga Bailoa if somehow in the next two, three weeks they fall in love with him. Scott, I'm with you. I don't think you can get anywhere past five because the, the last player you could take that's really that elite blue chip to me is, is Jeffrey Okuda. And you can get him at five, yep. and then you still have a star. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think Chase Young is coming to D.C. It's going to be a nice homecoming story. Um, Scott, seriously, man, be safe out, out in Los Angeles. This is crazy times. We really appreciate yeah. you coming on with us. Maybe we can do it again in better circumstances. I will be watching Red Zone. I promise you that. You're fantastic at what you do. Well, appreciate it, JP. Great being with you. And, and say hi to everybody back in the Mid-Atlantic area. To those who remember me from my Comcast Sportsnet days, uh, it, it's great to be back e even uh, with you virtually. Take care. Stay safe, everybody. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What up, everybody? This is the Redskins Talk Podcast crew, but we are very excited to welcome in new Redskins safety, Sean Davis. He's a Maryland grad. I'm a Maryland grad. Mitch is a Maryland grad. Pete's a Maryland grad. Whole bunch of Terps ready to talk some football. Sean, what's up, dude? How are you doing? How's life in the Burgundy and Gold? What's good, John? What's good, everybody? Fellow Terps. Uh, Terps. Man, life's, life's good right now. You can't complain. Um, you know, just being part of the Redskins is just an awesome feeling. Um, nothing but great things to say, man. It's really a dream come true. Been watching him and following him ever since, you know, I was playing football and, uh, you know, just so happy to continue, man, continue playing in the Burgundy and go. Congratulations, by the way. It's got to be so cool to play for the team in the city you grew up in. How does it work in the coronavirus world? Like, do you even have any, like, like a Redskins hoodie or anything? Because normally you would just go to the equipment room and grab all that stuff. Right, right now you probably got nothing. Yeah, I don't have anything yet. But uh yeah, the coronavirus is crazy, man. The world is is nuts right now. But um, you know, hopefully it'll be over soon and you know, we can get back to normal life again. Let's talk about how this is gonna work on the football field. Um you obviously have speed. Uh I remember watching you I think at a Maryland Pro Day a couple of years ago, right? Like that that seems like it was not that long ago. And I think the the intention is to pair you with Landon Collins, letting you play a little more of that center field, let Landon get a little further down in the box. How do you feel about that? Does that play to your strengths? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, it plays to my strengths. I feel good about, you know, the game plan. I feel good about playing center field again. You know, I'll play a lot of baseball. So, uh, you know, that center field comes in handy. Um, just, you know, the knowledge of seeing the trajectory of the ball and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, being back there. Uh, roaming around and, you know, creating havoc, man, and just making plays. 
Sean, last year you had that tough shoulder injury. So now you're not only looking forward to playing for the Redskins, but you're coming off a year where you missed a lot of time. So how's the shoulder feeling and how will that kind of lead to even more anticipation for you to get out on the field and play on defense? My shoulder is, is 100%. Um, I'm healed, cleared by, you know, doctors and physicals and everything. Uh, yeah, man, having a year off sucks. And, you know, you just missed the game. And, you know, it's even crazier now with, you know, the circumstances right now we're in. You know, you can't even train how you how you want to train. Uh, so, you know, it's just a whole bunch of obstacles been thrown in my way. But, man, it's just nothing I can't overcome and nothing we can't overcome. Man. I'm just uh, not eager, but, you know, I'm really excited to get back on the field. And, man, I've just missed the game so much. And, and what better way to do it than in your, in your own backyard? The Steelers have had some pretty dynamic receivers the past few years. What was it like in practice going against those dudes? And how much better are you now? Having having practice against those guys every day in day out. So yeah, that definitely made me war ready. Um, going against you know Le'Veon, uh, AB, Martavius. Oh, you know we had freak athletes. You know my, my first two three years. And uh, like I said, man, maybe it made me you know see the best of the best every day. So I'm not scared to you know go against anybody. I feel like I didn't tackle the best running back and I didn't cover the best receiver. So uh, you know I'm I'm ready for anybody honestly and. Uh, it was it's such a blessing to get drafted by them just to see that, you know, because, you know, the, the dynamic didn't last too long. You know, the thing fell out about two years ago when everybody, you know, went their own ways. But just being a part of that team so young and just to seeing the, the greatest athletes, you know what I'm saying, on the field at different positions, it, it was amazing. And it was uh, it was amazing to compete against them guys for, for two or three years every day. It was awesome. I got to ask now because we're talking about practicing against Antonio Brown. What's the level of, like, of – S talk going on. I mean, he's a he's a pretty wild dude, and things have obviously. No, he he is, he is. But he's a work he's a workhorse too, which is which which compliments it because you can't get mad at him because he going to talk crazy, but he also going outwork you too. So you know, I, I love everything about him, man. Um, it was it, you had to be on your A game because he was coming to prepare. He was coming to put on a show every day at practice. You know, he gets the the fans and the crowd involved, so it's really a game every practice. So you got to be. You know, on your on your on your toes, uh, guarding them every 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 day. It was it was awesome, and it like I said, it, it battled hard in me, and and it made me ready. Was he like the Philip Rivers, where he like won't curse and says like you know freaking and Duncan, or does he <laughs> does he go all in? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's rated off the show. <laughs> it's rated off the show, but uh, it's all good, man. He's a great dude off the field, man. All smiles, all love, for real. Really hard-hitting question here for you. 21 and 28, the two numbers you wore in Pittsburgh are kind of sacred here in D.C. Have you given so, any thought to what number you're going to be wearing next year? Um, yes and no, just because I know that those two numbers are gone. So, you know, I really – I don't know, maybe 23. I don't know. I like odd numbers. So, I don't know. We'll see. Nothing, nothing, miss, nothing means too much to me right now. You know, I just wear whatever I've got to wear right now and then, you know, when it goes 90 to 53, maybe something sweet opens up. So I'll just grab something, you know, close to the start of the season, close to week one. You know, when uh, when Dunbar made the team, they gave him 47, and he Ugh. hated it. And then he eventually got to switch down into the 20s, but he made yeah. an Instagram with 47 in it. So now he's kind of stuck with that. What is your Instagram handle, and are you number dependent when, when the time comes? <laughs> So my yeah, mine definitely has twenty one involved in it. Um, but I've had the same like username since high school. I've been twenty one forever since 
even when I was boys and girls. I was never 21, but I was 12. So, you know, the ones and twos always stuck with me. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to change my hand. You know, 21 means a lot to me. And even though I know I can't wear it, um, I'll make my new number work. And uh, I'll make it look sweet. I'll make it look good. You can always go 36 with the alter with the alternate Sean Taylor number. That that look good, but the thing is too too curvy. My my wife said she can't find me on the field with all the with all the curves on the numbers. Mitch is curvy too. It's okay. Yeah, I like curvy. <laughs> how, many, how many C's on the thick scale? Say it again. How many C's on the thick scale do you look at when you're wearing 36? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you grew up in Oxon Hill, right? Uh, Temple Hills, Temple Hills. Okay. How, right down the street. Obviously, right down the street. Walt Williams' hometown. Yeah, for sure. How crazy is it for you to go home now with National Harbor and a place the three of us go fairly regularly is the casino over there? You were a D.C. guy, went to Maryland, then you go to Pittsburgh. What's it like to come home and now you're going to be back at home? Like, are you going to live out in Ashburn, I'm guessing? Or are you going to try to make that commute every day? Like, what, what's your plan? Nah, I'm going to definitely do, uh, live close to the facility out in Ashburn. Um and, uh, yeah, it's going to be – I feel like it might be a lot of distractions, you know. Um, so, I think that's why I'm probably going to stay out the way, stay out in Virginia um, for the most part. And then, um, you know, I'm just going to have fun, man. I'm just going to, you know, put on for my, my family and friends. It's, I feel like it's added pressure, you know, having your, fam- your family and friends. Everyone's there, local, you know, watching you. But, um, you know, I just feel like I'm going to – I'm just going to grow from that and, and, and use that to fuel me. So, you know, put on each and every week, you know, put on top performances because, you know, not only am I going to hear it in the, in the classroom when I get to the facility, but I'm going to get a whole bunch of phone calls and text messages, family and friends, you know, each play, you know, breaking me down. So, uh, you know, we don't want any of that. So I'm going to definitely be on my A game this season for sure. Kendall Fuller, kinda, I think he was joking, said that his mom might try to move in with him now that he's back in town. Do you have to worry about that? Are your parents trying to move in with you or anything? No, I don't have to worry about that. No. You said you're married. Yeah, so yeah me and my wife and my dog. Yeah. yeah, I imagine your wife doesn't want your parents moving in with you either. <laughs> no. no, we like we like it small. Two-bedroom apartment. Two-bedroom what kind of town. dog? Uh, he's a lab mix. Ooh, that's what I have. JP talked about the Redskins gear, not getting anything from the team yet. But like you don't have your dope starter Redskins jersey from when you were growing up. No, I definitely have some stuff in my in my my little kids pile in the in the attic, <laughs> for sure. What was your favorite thing? Uh, my my starter hoodie, my, yeah. <laughs> my Redskins starter hoodie. I had the black one that was like a half zip. You remember that one? It said yeah, yeah, like Redskins sure. across the front. I wish I still had that thing. Yeah. Um. So are you? Are you tight with any of the players on the team? Like, are, like, do you know any of the guys? I just know of Kendall Fuller. I'm cool with Ron Darby. We, we grew up the same same neighborhood. I would have played on the same high school team, um, my public school, if, I'd have, if I didn't go to private school. You know, that would be my neighborhood school. So we're, we've been real cool ever since high school. Um, I just know Dwayne Haskins is from the area as well. But I don't know anybody on the team. What does it mean to you to have all these local guys on the team? Is that just I mean, a lot. Yeah, I think it's going to be something special. And just because, you know, it's just that 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 maybe that added pressure that we no one's talking about just being in your in your backyard, being in your hometown and and playing for the hometown team. You know, I know it's definitely added pressure to me because I'm a I'm a try, you know, show out every each and every series is a Super Bowl series to me just because, you know, not only because I've been off the field for a year, but like I said, because, you know, I'm home and, and I want to do good in, in front of my home crowd. 
you know. So uh, I love the fact that we're getting local talent, and uh, um, I know that we're going to bring a lot to the table, and uh, it's going it's going to be nice. It's going to be a nice season this year. Upper day. You. Uh, one of your safeties now, Troy Apke, went to Penn State. And one of my favorite trivia about you is that you were one of the players in that Penn State-Maryland game who didn't shake hands at midfield. Do you think it's going to be kind of awkward between you and Troy when you meet each other for the first time? Uh, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope we can squash it, let bygones be bygones. We won that game, too. So it's good thing it worked out for us. But, um, no, nah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully uh, he forgets about it. Was he on the team when that happened? I need to check the rosters to see if it overlapped, but he came out kind of the same year about as you. I was on the team. Yeah. And, uh, we got cool. He, he was my locker buddy in, in uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, we talked about it all the time. He's also a, a local <laughs> dude. He's a cool dude, too. But, uh, yeah, hopefully he'll, he'll beat me up for that. <laughs> um, so when you did your, uh, your conference call with all the reporters, I think you talked about talking with Chris Harris with the uh, secondary coach, right? With with yes. Chris Harris a bunch. A have you talked to Ron or Jack Del Rio at all? Because the whole situation is so weird. Because normally you'd go into the facility, take a physical, meet all the coaches, sign a contract. Obviously, it's different now. What is your level of like communication with with the Redskins coaching staff? Not a lot, like you said. I'm um, just I just talked to Coach Harris. Um, haven't talked to um, the D coordinator. Or the head coach yet, but um, been talking, trying to get a playbook soon this week, so we can start, you know, getting our, getting our, you know, start learning things because, like you said, everything is is off schedule now. So I we were to, actually debating that. How are you? Are they physically mailing you an iPad? How are they? How are they getting you the playbook? Yeah, the local guys can pick it up, but if you're not local, like I'm in New Jersey right now, um, they're gonna they're gonna FedEx to me overnight, probably uh next week. We were hope FedEx doesn't lose one. I know yeah, that, right? You can't, you can't, like, email it. Somebody's going to forward uh, it to nah, a buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, weird times. Yeah. yeah have, you times. Have, have you had a chance to talk to Landon Collins or any other guys uh, in the secondary or, I guess, on the defense? And, and uh, how are you, you going to kind of handle this time period in terms of trying to get to know your teammates a little bit? And that's, that's the weird thing, you know, because spring ball is a time where, you know, you – get acclimated with the new the new facility, you know, your new teammates, you know, start learning people's names and, you know, start practicing, you know, start getting the cobwebs out. So it's really going to be uh, tough because, you know, we're limited on what we can do. I haven't met anybody yet, you know, any other teammates. Um, I haven't been in contact with anybody really, really just the staff. You're just trying to set stuff up, be like, you know, getting my app, iPad, you know, the AQ guys equipment, getting my, you know, stuff, getting my gear ready. But, um, yeah, it's nuts. Um, I'm really just hoping that you know, all this stuff is over, man. Just, we really just have limited time to get everything right. So it's really on us, on me to whenever I get this iPad, you know, I'm, I'm still working out, you know, doing what I can, staying strong and fast. And uh, once the iPad comes, I'm going to be, you know, hitting the books hard because we really don't have a lot of time, you know, to work out those mistakes on the film and on, on the practice field. And definitely can't be learning on the, on Sundays, you know, learning about mistakes on Sunday. Yeah. So, uh you know, like I said, man, just a whole bunch of pressure, but uh, a whole bunch of pressure for us and for, you know, for me. I'm going to just say for me, you know, I'm learning a new scheme, technically, and not really a new position, but, you know, I haven't, I have only one year under free safety under my belt, you know, professionally. So um, it's going to be a lot, but, man, I adapt well. You know, I'm tough. I'm built for it. So um, it's just a challenge, you know, I'm just something I got to overcome. One thing I, you kind of hear a lot is that these one-year deals are kind of prove-it deals. Do you, are you kind of approaching this season as a prove-it season for you? I mean, well, I have to, you know. Um, 
I didn't think I was going to sign a one-year deal, honestly. Uh, I thought three years long, I weighed uh, one year off. I, I guess it doesn't. So, we know it's just fine. You know, the NFL is tough. And like I said, it's uh, just something I got to do. And and what better way to do a prove-a-year deal than, than at home? You know, I got a foundation at home. I have a whole bunch of, you know, supporters and coaches back in the day that, that can help me out and, and – meal prep, everything. I'm, I'm grounded there, so I don't have to get adjusted to a new city, learn everything. I do got to get adjusted to uh, Loudoun County. That's not my neck of the woods, but... Um, it's different you know, out besides, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that toll road, which is crazy, took me like... Oh. Cost me $200 <laughs> to, to make a U-turn. You, <laughs> you better get easy pass, man. You don't have easy pass, you're going to melt. Crazy. So definitely got to learn, you know, learn that and avoid that way, but... Um, man, it's just I'm just looking forward to it. I'm happy, man. Couldn't have asked for a better situation. What is that damn road? The Greenway? If you go past, if you go past the Ashburn exit on the toll road, it costs twelve bucks. It's outrageous. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm never using ways again. <laughs> uh, how are you working out? Like gyms are closed, right? Gyms you are closed. The fields and parks are like taped off with the yellow tape. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm just you know, it's cold outside too. I hate working out. I hate running outside, being in the cold. You know, we would normally inside. But, uh, yeah, I hate running outside. Yeah, yeah, I hate I hate being outside in the cold. Um, so really, just you know, biking it in our in our um, you know the gyms in our in our units in our buildings. You know, doing cardio, a lot of resistance band stuff, like jailhouse workouts, push ups, sit ups. You work Herschel Walker uh, throwing a tennis ball around. Yeah, it's, it's rough, but I'm ready to get out. But I'm doing what I can. You know, um, I know what to do. I, I haven't had a gym before and had to work out, so. Um, it's just got to be disciplined, you know. It's just got to be more disciplined because you honestly want to lay down on the couch and play the game all day and, and you know, not do stuff because you can't really go anywhere. So um, just being disciplined, again, which is which is challenging, but um, I got to do it. I got to be ready. Like I said, we don't have the time. We don't have the luxury of going to the gyms and everything right now. But um looks like the deadline's not going. Looks like we're not – the deadline's not getting pushed any way further, you know. So I think we're going to be reporting whenever we can. The season's going to be in play, so I got to be ready. So what do you play Madden, NBA 2K? What's your game? I hate sports games. Really? Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm Call of Duty all day. I'm on the duty. I, I did like Apex, Apex Legends. But then once the Call of Duty came out, I, I can't get off. Yeah. He's the only one that might know. What, yeah, what Sean, Sean, their favorite video games are like Galaga and Pac-Man, so you and I can relate to this. <laughs> that's, not, that's not effing fair at all. Yeah. I, but like both PS are great games. PS2 yeah, yeah, yeah. is when I kind of tapped out. I was a yeah, you're two PSs behind, JP. There's been two more PSs <laughs> since you. <laughs> I just like playing college football. I, so That's you can fun. tell the actual athlete only wants to play real video games, and the blogger nerds like us want to play <laughs> sports video games. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> Makes sense. What are you watching? Like Netflix, On Demand, what are you watching? Yeah. I mean, all there is to do is watch old stuff. We just started uh, The Stranger on Netflix. How's that? Um, it's uh, I'm only two episodes <laughs> in. It's too much going on. Them European shows, you know, where they talk over. It's it's weird, but it's apparently it's top. It's in the Netflix top ten. So uh, knocking that down. What else did we just watch? We watched some show called Love Is Blind. Oh people, yeah, where people get proposed. Those people uh, are nuts. How yeah, crazy are those people? <laughs> people getting married without seeing each other. Within did like, did you do a, Tiger King yet? Say it, no, I didn't see that yet. I haven't either. You gotta watch it. It's wild. Is it series or it's a movie? It's like six episode um, mini documentary, and 
you watch the first episode and you think it's the craziest thing you've ever seen, and then each episode gets crazier each step of the All way. Right. Cool, cool, like, cool. It's a bunch of like redneck cat lovers. So it <laughs> uh, tells you everything yeah. you need to know about it. For With sure, some murder sure. involved too. A little bit of murder mixed in a there. A little bit of murder. A little bit of murder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Last one, Sean. It's easy, not easy, it's obvious for you to say your family, right? To what what are you gonna what are you the most excited about coming home? Is to see your family, be close to your parents, all that stuff. So besides your family and friends. What are you most excited about coming back to DC? Uh, and not the Redskins either. Yeah, not, not you know. football. Okay, food. The food. I miss. I miss the food. I miss. I miss everything. I miss everything. Mumbo Pittsburgh, sauce. Pittsburgh mumbo sauce, chicken wings, all that. Old uh, Bay. Old Bay. The yeah, seafood. Pittsburgh. It, it was the food was decent, but uh, nah. Yeah, I can't wait to come back home and eat everything that I love, but, uh, what's like barely, the first place you're going to, uh, first place I'm going to go to is the carry out around my way and get some chicken wings and mumbo. So you know, the French fries on the sandwich of Pittsburgh does at, at the, at Vermont brothers, like get out of here. That's it's trash. <laughs> kind of good, but I wouldn't want You're gonna it. You're going to get Sean in trouble, Mitch. Don't make him no, call no, out his no, own. I'm getting myself in trouble. I said it was trash. All of Pittsburgh can come after me. <laughs> I've been holding my tongue for four years talking about Permani, bro. <laughs> space now. Yeah. yeah, I'm good now. Yeah, This is a safe I, zone. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan of, of the coleslaw french fry sandwich. Dude, are you a hockey fan? Are you a captain? Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, yeah. What was when it I, like? Every being... time I went to the Penguins game, it had to be the Caps, and I always – Wore my caps gear, my caps gear in the uh, in the in the Penguins uh, box with <laughs> all my teammates, <laughs> making everybody mad. But I stood strong, though. Swear. Would Wore people yell at you? Gear. I said again. Were people trash talking you wearing a caps jersey? Oh, up there? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody. But I, I still, I stood strong. Hold on, I'm gonna show you this. I had my. Oh, let's go. The never change. card. Never change. You know. I, I got Make sure so you cover up those numbers, dude. I, uh, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, so yeah, who, yeah, never change, man. I've, I've always been down for the home squad. So who game. talked more trash, Antonio Brown on the practice field or Penguins fans when you were wearing a Capitals jersey? Hey, be on the practice field. <laughs> <laughs> What, so we did a big thing at, at NBC Sports Washington, kind of ranking the biggest moments of the last 20 years in D.C. sports. And my list, which we all got to vote, but the, the, the company's list and my list were the same. I said the Caps winning the Stanley Cup was number one. The Nats winning the World Series was number two. And then the death of Sean Taylor was number three. Those are the biggest events of the last 20 years. Yeah, How would yeah. you rank those events? Honestly, and those three, I went to, we, uh, me and my wife, well, we, we were dating back then, but, uh, we went to the World Series game. I think we went to game four. They yeah. lost. It was raining, but yeah, yeah, we was there. We made it there. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was, I had to. It, it was our first time. Yeah, I had to. Um, but yeah, just seeing W's and championships come to DC is, is, is amazing. And, um, I want to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been off the field and I know what it takes. I've been to the championship been one game away from the from the, uh, the Super Bowl and uh, I'm just I kind of know what it takes um, I was a young guy then but I'm gonna just you know I've learned and I've, I've been a sponge you know over them four years and I'm gonna just take all the knowledge that I can and hopefully and add to you know that defensive back room and, and and put it all together and I'm really trying to show out and like I said I've been out for a year I'm home 
each series to me is a Super Bowl, and and I'm gonna live by that, and I'm gonna work, I'm gonna work for that. Sean, uh, that couldn't have ended better if we asked you to end it. So we're we're gonna call it. Uh, sincerely, thank you for your time. Stay safe with your wife and your dog. Um, I look forward to you getting your chicken wings and coming home and seeing you out at the facility in Ashburn, man. Thank you very much for, for sure. the time. Thank See you, guys. That was a, a lot of content for you to consume, a lot of really smart football minds, and then what is hopefully a really good football player for the Washington Redskins is Sean Davis. I just – I liked his vibe, Pete. I don't know about you. I, I, I'm on the record as saying that's the signing I think could really pop for the Skins. Maybe the, the unexpected signing I think could really pop. You compared him to David Bruton, if I'm not mistaken. I should have brought that up that you compared it to him. Um, I compared him to, I hope he's not David Bruton, a.k.a. the 43rd safety this team tries to replace Sean Taylor with, along with Medea Williams and Brandon Merriweather and countless others. That's why I said David Bruton. I don't know if he will become that. I sure hope not. But thanks for not bringing it up. He also got real money, even though it's only a one-year deal. He got five mil. Like, David Bruton got a better minimum, and most of those guys didn't get much cash. But I, I get the larger point. <laughs> Speaking of larger points, I'm not going to talk about football for a second. If you are listening to this podcast, it is the four-year anniversary of my dad's passing. I am not looking for sympathy. I appreciate it sincerely. I, I know that you guys care about me, and, and that matters a lot. But I'm saying this because we're living in a really effed up time where there are just so many uncertainties. So pick up the phone and call people that matter to you and tell them you love them. And the folks you're able to be near or physically touch, give them a hug and, and tell them what they mean to you. The world's crazy and we don't know what's coming next. And uh, just try to be good to one another. And hopefully someday down the road, we're, we're all we're all back in the same place and, and can enjoy one another together and not removed. Um, I don't know why. I just kind of wanted to say that. Pete, uh, we're going to go. Mitch, happy Passover. Happy Passover to all those who celebrate. Happy Easter this weekend to all of those that celebrate that. We can – what's a code word if they made it this long, Pete? Um, how about – I got go one. I imagine there are a billion hug gifts on Twitter. Don't you yeah. think? Yeah. Oh, countless. I sincerely appreciate it. I'm not, this is not like a, I'm not trying for sympathy. That's why I brought this up probably well into an hour on a podcast that a lot of people aren't going to make. But if you want to send us a, a, a note, just send us a, a gif of a hug, whatever, preferably the funniest one you can find. I think that's the best way to handle it. Yeah. And bonus points, like we're going to get a couple that are repeated because it'll be the first, second or third one. If you yeah. scroll go, low scroll and down. get obscure ones, yeah. that's, also encouraged the more obscure the better sure. make sure you're reading our content uh nbcsportswashington.com uh the my teams app our boy ethan is blogging his butt off pete is crushing it i'm i'm writing a little bit dusting off the old fingertips uh we're gonna go yeah you good yeah sounds good all right man um if you made it this far i owe you a beer Bruce Allen was right. Bruce Allen was right. What did he say? Things are where they stand. That's what this whole thing is. Thank you, Bruce. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. 
Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.